Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you're a listener to the Busted Open podcast, you know I am absolutely in love with Moink. It's full in my freezer. All Moink products. It's what I want for dinner every single night. If you know me, you know there's two things. I suffer from lack of funza, so economics is something that's always on my mind, and great taste. And when it comes to great taste in my meats, in my chicken, it's all about Moink. Now, there's other things. When there's the history of Moink. You know that there's Four companies in control over 80% of the U.S. meat industry, and that's crushing the family farm and sticking you with sketchy meat. But it doesn't have to be this way. Moink is the new meat delivery service that ships the best-tasting grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and wild-caught Alaskan salmon direct to your door. Think about that. So not only is it great tasting, but you're doing something that's great for the family farm and you don't have to worry about that sketchy meat. They don't bleach their chicken like big age or use antibiotics, hormones, or any sorts of funk. Moink's animals are raised outdoors and their fish swim wild in the ocean. That's why you get the quality products. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you want great taste? If you want great taste, you want Moink. And with Moink, you're saving the family farm while your family dines like royalty. And again, I suffer from lack of funza, and the LaGreca family is dining like royalty. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com busted right now for free ground beef for a year. That's a pound of the finest ground beef on earth. Every one of your Moink boxes for an entire year for free. Offer ends November 15th, spelled M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash busted. Moinks, box.com slash busted. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. I'm Bully Ray, and my tag team partner today is the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. We are the Hall and Fame and Pain edition of the Busted Open Podcast, and we are stacked, jacked, chiseled, and jacked. We're locked and loaded. So much good stuff today. We got Asuka and Becky Lynch. Asuka sprays the green mist into Becky's eyes, and it looks like we are off to the races. Me and Mark Henry break it down and what we hope to see from this potentially awesome feud. Also, NWA Power debuted last night. The wrestling world is talking about this very nostalgic looking show. One of the creators, Dave Lagana, joins us to tell us all about the future for the NWA and what you can expect from NWA Power every week. So much to cover here on the podcast. Mark Henry, Bully Ray. Oh, brother, testify. Mark, we were just talking about Seth and Bray in the cell, how we really, we didn't dig it. And obviously, we're not taking it out on Seth and Bray. We know it's no, not, not at all. there. This is, 
This is where it comes down to creating. The work was solid, bully. Of the work, the work how could was the work, great. How could and, the and work you know what? not be solid? While, while we're talking about it, before we get to Sasha and Becky, yep. how good would it have been if the chairs happened and the stomps happened and you try to get a cover and a kick out? Now, you're exhausted. Don't do 10 stomps. Go get the hammer that Bray bought to the ring with him. The, 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 the big clown hammer that Bray brought to the ring, go get it. Don't go get a sledgehammer. That, that's, 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 Triple H's. that's Triple H's thing. Yep. So you bring the clown hammer in. And, and you're scared. You're scared. To, the referee is telling you don't do it. You put a chair on his head. And you hit the chair with the clown hammer. He's wiggling all over the ring, and and he's scared to go cover him. And he's laying there lifeless. And you think, you know what? I'm going to go cover him. So much time has gone by enough that as soon as he lays across, Bray Wyatt kicks out, mandible right there. It is there's there was options. There was options. And like you said, Bray wouldn't be interested in the title. They would be trying to get a cover. He wouldn't cover nobody. When, he, he, when I see when I see a guy take a chair to another man's head, to me, that's enough. One great chair shot to the face. But if you felt you needed to do something else, I wouldn't go grab a ladder. I would just keep bashing his head in with a chair. Like, I think all of the, 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 uh, the, the weapons that they used was way overdone. And I got to tell you, Mark, there was a spot in the match where Seth was hitting the stomps and the people started to boo. I they saw that. To boo. I saw the look in Seth's face. I know I can see the look. I know you could probably see the look. And it's the look of, shit, this is not working. We're doing the best we can with it, but it's not working. Anyway, we've talked about Seth and Bray enough. We know how we both feel. We know how the nation feels. Hopefully the WWE can get back on track with both of those guys. But hats off to the both of them because the work is great and we're never taken away from their effort in the ring. Now let's get to the match that we both loved. S- uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch to kick off Hell in a Cell. Mark, I thought they did an incredible job, and I'm going to go back to what I've been saying for a long time. Sasha Banks makes Becky Lynch a better performer. Yes, she does. And without a doubt, uh, you got to have somebody to dance with. And the same thing with Charlotte. Every match that I've ever seen with Sasha against those two have been matches that were very difficult to follow. Very, very difficult to follow. And that shows a lot for Sasha's work and her ability to be the heel that everybody needs to make themselves look good as a babyface. And... Wow. Golly, man. I, I, I'm wondering 
how long is it going to be before Sasha is champion again? Because I would rather see the chase than to continue just to see one person uh, hold the titles up. I, I, I mean, it's good to see Charlotte get it back because she's been without it long enough. But I, I would definitely love to see um, Sasha down the road, her and Becky uh, hook up again because that was just too damn good. It was too good, and I could see the chase of Becky trying to get it back from Sasha. That 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 would make it so good for me. Uh, on a personal level, I understand what you're talking about. I don't think you're going to get that championship off of um, Becky anytime soon. And although Sasha would be a great candidate for that, I think the direction that they're going in now with Asuka is much better. I'm, I don't want to see Asuka in a tag team. I think she's probably the most underutilized talent in the WWE. I was yep. happy to see them finally use the green mist. Um, I'm happy to see them going in the direction. Uh, uh, Becky went on social media and said, is this a declaration of war? Because I'm ready. Asuka, I believe, is the heel that can get the right type of heat on Becky Lynch. Because paying to see a champion retain their championship is very hard to do in 2019. I think people will pay money to see Becky fight and retain against Asuka. And Asuka is so credible. She hasn't been credible since the Royal Rumble, but she's so credible in her physicality in her and her demeanor. I think she can get the right amount of heat on Becky Lynch that people will sympathize and get into Becky even more. What do you think about Asuka and Becky? I think that Asuka, and we talked about this before, that Asuka was the most underutilized and... Not only that, but she kind of got lost in the shuffle. Uh, she she was almost forgotten about. And, yeah, it was good Becky mentioned the fact that the last person that she lost to that was a complete miss, like one-sided mismatch was the match that she had with Oscar, and predating WrestleMania. And then they never used it. They never went back to it. So now we get to see all of that pay off because if she mentioned it, then it's remembered. And that's what the fans want to see. They want to see redemption. They want to see revenge. And that's what I think Oscar and Becky can give us. Uh, I definitely think that we're going to see Becky and Oscar on the same shows. I know that Oscar and carry the tag team champions right now. I'm sure they'll find a way to either get them on one side or maybe even break them up. Like I said, this is nothing against Carrie Sane or anything like that. Oscar does not belong in a tag team. She is she one of does the top not. She's one of the top five women over there, and those five women can carry those two divisions because they're so damn good at what they do. Getting back to Sasha and Becky in the cage for one minute, I love the way they used the weapons. I thought they used the weapons a lot better than Seth and Bray did in the cell. What do you think, Mark? They did, and and it was not just the usage of the weapons. It was the setup of the weapons and how there was at one point Sasha early in the match, probably the first five minutes, eight minutes of the match, Sasha put a chair in the, in the, in the cage. 
They didn't use it until the last five minutes. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Will, out in Atlanta, uh, Fury and Strowman, did they, did they grab your attention or did they fall flat in your eyes? Uh, I actually liked it. Um, I liked it a lot because uh, I didn't one one because I didn't expect to see Tyson Fury in WWE. Let's start there. I didn't expect that, but then in the moment, I was just like, you know, like when you think, go back to the Mike Tyson and the Stone Cold. You know, they didn't really get physical, physical like that. They actually got physical to the point where I was thinking maybe Tyson Fury might be able to hang in the WWE ring. And the one part that I think nobody really said anything about was how good he was on the mic. To me, I feel like he was really good on the mic. I mean, what do you guys think? Did you did you see a little bit of that, um, Bully? Th- thanks, Will. We appreciate the call, my friend. Mark, I will agree with Will. Tyson did a good yep. job on the microphone, and him and Deontay Wilder were able to do a good job on the on the stick when they were promoting their boxing match. I thought he shined on the mic and did a good job. Your opinion? Uh, I think he did a really good job. And also, he looks the part. You know, a lot of times, Floyd Mayweather got in, getting in the ring with Big Show, it just didn't look the same. You know, even even Mike Tyson and Steve Austin, they, they were near the same size. You know, but I, I, I think anybody else other than Fury wouldn't look the same in the ring with Braun Strowman. What, is, he, what about Deontay Wilder? Part. What about Wilder? Wilder's a big guy. He's an athletically built guy, but... If you put Wilder in there with uh, Braun Strowman, it's going to look like Shelton Benjamin in there with Braun Strowman. I thought Deontay Wilder was just as big as Tyson Fury. He's just a little smaller. No, he's he's a little. He's about six five. Oh, okay. Six five and six eight. He can hit too, man. Man, I mean, he can swing. I, I I looked at the punches. He had a knockout reel, and where he hit hit a guy, and they they uh, had his soul leave his body. <laughs> and, and I thought that was really, really hilarious. But when I looked at the punch that he threw, he looked, and it was like a no-look punch. Like, he he looked, and he threw the punch, but he had already pivoted to do something else. And it was very deceptive in the way that he threw that punch. That guy never saw that punch coming. That punch, he woke up, and he had to see the video of how he got knocked out <laughs> because he didn't see that. And, down, and, and that's, that's the thing with, with Wilder that sets him apart from other wrestlers uh, or boxers is he's very deceptive. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him fight again. No doubt. That's going to be a, a, a great That's the fight. crossover I, thing that I like, Bully. I, I love boxing. I love wrestling. I love MMA. I don't, I feel, I'm like Dave LaGreca in this sense. Why do I have You're to choose? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I am a little cheap. But why no, do you have right. to choose? You don't, you don't have to. You can watch everything. You can watch everything. Paul out in Indianapolis, you like watching everything? And most importantly, did you watch uh, Braun, Strowman, and Tyson Fury mix it up? I did, Bully. Thanks for, the, thanks for getting me in. You know, like I said, I felt it was a little lackluster just because, like you say, you have two, like you say, I mean – you have two giants out there, 6'8", both of them 300-pound mark, Braun for sure. I just, like I say, I would have liked to see a little more physicality other than – I just I still can't buy into a bunch of rent-a-cops holding Braun back. You know, I can't 
like I say, buy-in, just the, you know some of the stuff that they were doing. But then again, too, I wonder, was there a limitation still with Tyson Fury being an active boxer and whatnot? Is there something that, like I say, how much can he really do? And then the other thing, like I said, I know I've called the show a ton of times. I'm happy the way this Oscar thing is going. I just hope they book her as like a killer, like you said before, Bully. I just don't want to see her kind of be like, you know, kind of take a snarky heel kind of route. And I just, I think they can go to sky's the limit with her and Becky. I appreciate Thanks. you squeezing me in, boy. Yep. Thanks, Paul. You got it, man. Peace out. Uh, Mark, I want to get your take on this. I want to head back to Oscar and Becky for a quick second. We saw Oscar right. use the mist in the cell match when she sprayed the mist into Nikki Cross's eyes. Do you think that that was the right time to use the green mist? I think that it was it was it was the right time to use the green mist. Uh at some point the black mist and the red mist are going to be used and um there's no recovering from that. You're going to get pinned if you get that if you get that black mist or that red mist. Um, that was the thing about the great Kabuki as a kid growing up watching Kabuki. If I saw somebody get the green mist, I knew they were going to be stunned. I knew that, you know, he was going to get a cover or they were going to, you know, something was going to happen, but they would be able to survive it. When, man, when he spit that black mist or that red mist, you were out. You were getting super kick or you were getting that spinning survive kick and it was over. So uh, I, I'm, I'm conditioned. I think that it's okay for her to get the green mist. Okay. I think that they should have saved the green mist for Monday Night Raw because I think it would have made a hell of a lot bigger of an impact to see Asuka mist Becky for the first time than using it on Nikki Cross. It would have been more shocking, just like the Brock Kofi finish was shocking. Her using it on Nikki, I don't think she I don't think Nikki Cross presents that big of a threat that Oscar just couldn't kick her head off and beat her one, two, three. I would have loved for the first time that green mist came into play when Oscar slid into the ring and basically got face to face with Becky. And then out of nowhere, oh my god, here comes the green mist. I think it was Becky, who should have got it for the first time, not Nikki Cross. Because if you're going to go down the Asuka and Becky road, do something unique and special with Becky. And I think the mist would have been better utilized with her. So if I had the pencil, I would have saved it. Yeah. That's just my opinion. And, and there's that. There's that. Definitely. Um, that's a good take. Uh, I, I like the fact that that you, you put it that way. Um but I understand the levels to it, and I think that it, it can, um, you know, when when the time comes and you see the black or red mist, people are going to be able to distinguish the difference. And hey, just out the of announcers, go yeah, ahead. Sorry, I think the announcers would be able to tell that story better on television. Did you ever see the YouTube video of of Asuka when she was? working in Japan, her match against Minoru Suzuki. Did you ever see Minoru Suzuki beat the ever-living hell out of Asuka in Japan? I didn't see that, but um, that's homework. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it over to you. And for fans who have never seen it before, check it out. It's probably one of the most vicious and brutal um, 
ass kickings I've ever seen. And this will show you just how tough Oscar really is. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Our next guest is a guy that I've known for a long time, worked with him in TNA, speak very highly of him. He does some great work, and he's doing great work right now with the NWA and Billy Corgan. Um, The guy responsible for putting together the 10 pounds of gold uh, and all of the great video packages we've seen over the past year or so, whether it was all in, 10 pounds of gold, and now with the NWA, Executive Vice Chairman of All Things in Charge and the Grand Poobah underneath Billy Corgan. Dave Lagana, how the hell are you? Dave. On the show, it's like I do catering, uh, transpo, and uh, I think I took the trash out on the way out of the studio. Actually, I did. I helped make sure the studio was clean when we left on Wednesday. So I do it all. I'm very excited. You, you, you do do it all. And uh, listen, uh, we appreciate you coming on. He said, uh, do last do. night. He said doo-doo. Last night, uh, when the show, when NWA Power went off the air, um, I tweeted that I really enjoyed it. And I also tweeted about what we were going to be talking about on Busted Open this morning. And we were, I was inundated with tweets saying, you got to talk about NWA Power. You got to talk about NWA Power. And I was really blown away. Because uh, as Billy always says, you got to win the night. And I think the NWA won the night last night with that episode. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, what was your overall take? Were you happy with the feedback? And what are your thoughts this morning? Yeah, uh, so we didn't do – Billy obviously came on your show the day we announced, but it was a conscious effort to not overhype it. And, you know, this is exactly the show that Billy wanted to do two years ago. When we walked into – when Turner Sports called us two years ago, they said, well, what do you want the show to look like? And we literally threw down a picture of the, the, the original room. And we said, we want to do this, and you have it here. Like, literally, we, went, we walked into that room, and this was the show we wanted to do. And, you know, it, it takes time. And, you know, everyone, when we bought the brand, everyone was like, when are you going to do TV? When are you going to do TV? And, you know, my, my, my favorite line, it's a Gary Vaynerchuk line, is the market always decides. And, you know, after, after the success with All In last year and Crockett Cup, you know, we, we faced a decision, and Billy, when he was on tour this, you know, this year, he was like, well, we're going to do it in October. I said, no problem. And, you know, I looked at nine different venues, and when we walked into, well, I, I looked at the GPB studios first, uh, but when we brought Billy in and, you know, he saw it, it just, we knew it was going to work, and we wanted, we wanted, we wanted the world to see it. Uh, at the same time, the, the only people who watched the show before six oh five last night were me and Billy. Nick Aldis watched an, a, a cut of it because he was he was here. Uh, but I was he's like, you send it to him. I'm like, nope, nobody's seeing this because I knew if it got around that it, it would let the air out of the balloon. And boy, did it pop last night. Dave, listen, I am a nostalgic guy, and that reminded me of what I saw. In Memphis, it reminded me of what I saw in Houston. It reminded me of what I saw in Dallas when I was a kid. And 
just the whole feel, uh, and and even Jimmy Cornette, who I, I love to death, uh, I think is one of the underrated people in minds in wrestling, but also as as, as an announcer. So uh, tell us about what you think about Jimmy Cornette. So Jim is, you know, I, I've literally in, in, I think it was like 91 or 92, one of the first videos I ever cut was a highlight video for Jim Cornette. And through a service called Prodigy, I was became friends with Dutch Mantel and Dutch had sent it to me. And so here we are full circle, the show that I grew up on, being able to bring it back and to be able to have Jim call it. And I know Jim's very polarizing, but this is right in his wheelhouse. And he was such a resource. I talked to him. He wanted to see the show too in advance. And I said, you'll see it on Tuesday. He was such a resource and everybody is. And, and we told the entire, there is not one person on that show who didn't deserve to be there based upon their talents and what they would bring. There was so little ego and, and a business full of egos and, you know, for everyone to contribute. And Jim just, Jim just was great. And, and he helped raise up Galley. You know, he was there helping with, with, putting some matches together, giving insight guy. Like he, he was the one to point out, he goes, make sure you have the curtain close to the set. So the guys don't have to stand there and get pitched to the walk out and get a reaction. Like, like these guys have been there. I just talked to like yeah. two of NWA legends who cut promos on that show and they're chomping at the bit to walk out and cut a promo on the new one. And it's what I, what I like about it. And I think you guys would understand as performers, it really takes away everything production wise and you know when you walk through that curtain where you stand with that audience and so when you're cutting the promo you know what work you have to put in to get over and in a world where guys cut promos to a camera those guys were cutting promos directly to an audience 20 feet away and got instant feedback and it really is is, it's probably the most unique experience i've had in my nearly 20 years of producing pro wrestling dave uh after i watched the episode um I said, wow, that had like an old school feel with some new school real. Uh, And I use the word real because that's the same word that Nick used the other day when he was on the show. Everything felt organic, whether it was guys coming out to the interview set and then going to the ring or guys coming from the ring and going to the interview set and then different camera angles. I never felt like anything was forced last night. And before I watched the show, Somebody told me, they're like, you're not going to like it. And I'm like, why? And they said, because it's not Kiss. It's not over the top and it's not huge. And I said, all right, you know, whatever. And then when I watched the show, I called that person back and I go, you're right, it wasn't Kiss. It was the Ramones at CBGB's. And the Ramones at CBGB's are just as great as Kiss at Madison Square Garden. That intimate feel. And when I used to watch Georgia Championship Wrestling back in the day, I didn't think there were enough people there. Mm-hmm. I thought there was the perfect amount of people last night. It was, even though it's a smaller place, that was totally fine because it was a good amount of people that wanted to be there. They were into it all night. And the thing that really resonated with me, despite you had that small studio feel, is the interaction with the wrestlers and your audience. Everybody came across to me last night like a bigger star than they've had been in the past. It really, and, and, you know, Billy's point is that the people that trusted us to, to really, you know, come with us all the way back to Nick and Tim Storm back two years ago, that room was for them. And especially the fans, because a lot of fans paid a, a, a good amount of money to be there with no matches announced. They didn't know what they're going to get. And those people 
They made the show. They they were part of, I hate to use the word cast, but they're part of the environment. And now we're going to put tickets on sale next Friday, and I think people will want to be there. I think I think you'd want to go and see that show. And while you might say 255 people isn't a lot of people, it, it it's this wall of people. And, and then Cornette's reaction when he walked in is that they're on top of them. That moment where Nick clotheslined Camille, like, they, those people were inches away from it and they could see it and it, it was you know things that happened it, it, it felt as real as possible and you know the, the the trust that we're putting in talent to really just just go and, and billy talked about in the documentary piece that ari dalton directed it just you know it really and i said it too we have no idea that there was a moment in the second day where a character was supposed to go one way and the audience reaction completely shifted it and we didn't even have to go to the talent. They, they knew they started had to start shifting what they were going to do in those matches coming forward. And it leads into one of the, the things in the last four or five episodes that will be eye-catching. And it's, I don't want to tease it too much, but it's, it's just it's what this show is about. And to, to say how happy we are, and it's really we're happy for everybody as a fan watching it. It's familiar to somebody that grew up watching it, but to a new fan, it had a pace, and I, I use this same example at Crockett Cup. We put our foot on the gas and never took it off. Now, nothing went too far. You know, we still, like, I thought the main event paced really well, but as far as the show is pacing, nothing stood too far. You, I had a couple people say, I watched the whole show without picking my phone up once. That's the biggest compliment in a world where we're tweeting and distracted, that people were so excited, and, you know, the reaction and the growth, of, and I, I see all the numbers, and, for a company that has no television deal, no PR agency, no billionaire backing it, to get that kind of organic response, to me says that, that the talents really executed it. You know, the, uh, I, I, we were blown away by the people at uh, Georgia Public Broadcasting. They just wrapped their arms around it. And, and the woman who did the, the lighting, she went back and watched the original show. And, and the cans over the ring literally are from the 80s. She found them to, to, to make it look like it. And that, that attention to detail... You saw me steaming flags. Like, the, everything about it was so it felt familiar, but in a new way. And Georgia Championship Wrestling pushed cable forward. And our hope is that this show pushes streaming forward and how people watch watch wrestling. Y'all have some unbelievable talents at the top. Who is the who is the guy in the middle or that has got the potential to be a major player with y'all? Ricky Starks. You, the, the world, you know, Ricky has been around – for 10 years and people are he is so, so we have three levels of talent we have uh former WWE names like damian sandow melina trevor murdoch uh that ken anderson who all know can execute then we have our our our, our star base that you know some might remember from tna but nick aldis eli drake james storm but then we have our uh, i don't say our known but our up-and-comers and ricky starks he cut the promo, I think, on the second show, and boy, does he just pop off the screen. And you know, it's Ricky and you know Thunder Rosa. Like when you see Thunder Rosa on, on the back end, it's just it's it's unreal. And and they just wanted a chance. And I think that you guys are talents. All you want is that ball. Give me that ball and a, and a chance to learn to fall or, or rise on my own talents. And I think that is the the single best thing of the show is the format and the environment makes that possible. And again, we, our budget is uh, WWE spends more on shrimp probably for their catering than we spent on the entire show. And really, it's 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 such a, a testament to everyone's hard work. And it was long days. 
and I've slept probably nine hours in the last eight days just getting the show out. And we wanted to we wanted to create an environment that that people could succeed. And Ricky Starks and everybody that's on this show that are, that are new to the audience will stand out. Man, I need you to uh, get more than nine hours of sleep in a week. <laughs> it was well. This is this was really important to all of us because, you know, three years ago, our end at, at TNA was not what we wanted. And you know, and and bully, you know, Matt Conway. You know, Matt Matt has done no wrestling since he left TNA. But I asked him to come to help run Gorilla and help produce this show. The, the amount of people that reached out to help us, you know, it means a lot to Billy and I because. You know, Billy, Billy really loves the business. And if you spend any time with him, you know, what he has done for the guys and his love and passion, it's about, he's a performer, he's an artist. And we look at our talents the same way. And, you know, everybody that contributed was just, it was so good. You know, even our director, who's directed a championship wrestling from Hollywood, Billy Trask, he did a great job. He made my job easier, you know, pulling the show together. Dave Marquez was a great old school stick man. Joe Galley stood out. Like, everybody was so good. And it's just all all they asked for was opportunity, and I think that's what we're going forward. And I know that if you're a talent, you want to stand on that set and you want to cut one of those promos, and that is what I think is the stark moment of the, of the day right now. Dave, you had mentioned the word cast. Um, I found it really interesting last night when I was watching the beginning of the show. You put up a picture of Nick Aldis, and it said Nick Aldis. You put up a picture of James Storm, and it said James Storm. You put up a picture of Eli Drake, and it said Eli Drake. So we're conditioned in wrestling to see the big highlight package at the the beginning of the show and just see the wrestlers. I've never seen the names of the wrestlers, and it felt very much like I was watching a television show with a cast. Two-part question. Um, Is that what you were going for? And moving forward... Is that going to be your open all the time, or will the cast be who's ever unique to that episode that week? It's exactly that. And, you know, you remember the old ECW open, right? It always changed, and that, that's the goal. And so, so that, that, that open is modular-based, and there's a lot in there. And we didn't want to use any new footage in that, but it's going to evolve. Somehow, sometimes I rid myself with this, but and this was of the – Billy laid it out. He's like, try it with pictures and all this stuff. And I said, okay. I didn't, I didn't feel it at first, but man, once we had the layers and, and, and all that, it was, and by the way, this is a talent-based business. No one's coming to see the show because of Billy and I. They're coming to see talent. And, you know, our talents deserve that spotlight. And, and I feel like every open is kind of the same. It's why we didn't put it out in advance because all of it is in the package. And, and so now every week, you'll want to tune in and see how that opened. You know, even the, even the line about falling, I, I dug for two hours trying to find this ISO clip of Tim Storm falling off the top rope onto a ladder because I knew it would fit the moment. And that, that open is as much part of it. And, you know, you know, Dawkins is, that song is cool. And everything on the show we hoped would be cool. I told talents, just go out there and be cool. Be somebody that somebody would, would put down whatever they're doing and watching it. And the open is a character and it's going to continually evolve. So, Next week, when Allison Kay's on there, she'll get a title card. And it's going to be so fans know when they tune in who's, 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 who's featured on it. And it's, it's a unique part of the show that we're happy to do every week. It was funny that you mentioned that clip because that's what I, I mentioned to Bully, uh, you know, before the show started. I was like, you know, you see the shot of him falling off the ropes onto the ladder? And he was like, yeah. Uh, uh, and, that, and you mentioned it. So, I mean, it, it's striking. Yeah, it's well, and 
I, I, we can't say enough about Tim Storm. Here, I mean, you talk about guys like Ricky Starks. Who, I mean, Tim Storm is 56 years old, and you know the, he he's wrestled a long time. He wrestled he wrestled on the uh, WWE CW version. He wrestled Big Daddy V in a match. He doesn't look the same. This was 14 years ago. I met him then, and to see the work that he's put in, and and the guy that you see on screen, how humble he is. You know, he's this is what he's wanted his whole life, and you know, it's we would not be here without him and Nick Aldis, and it's why that they were so heavily featured in the first show. They deserved it. They they killed it for two years. I mean, even the package we ran, where you know, or Sam Shaw, you know, who recorded that video well, well before he was in WWE, talking about you know Tim Storm's not only a school teacher, a husband, a grandfather. It's just this means the world to Tim, and he he believed in us when all the carnies that were in the previous version of the NWA wanted six figure paychecks right out of the door. Tim just took a bet on us, and so we have Tim Storm for life. He he is he is such a he's such a great human and a great representative of this brand that you know we we love him and what he's done for us. Dave, in a, in a very crowded marketplace that is the world of professional wrestling in 2019, where does the NWA and NWA power fit in right now? Our goal was to create a singular viewing experience that was different than anything else in the market. There's a lot of there's a lot of wrestling content. I don't know how much of it is I don't I just say can't miss, but that feels different. And I think that's been the stark reason why this is, is resonating with people is it's just different. If everything else was like this, we wouldn't. And by the way, this is completely different than ten pounds. And this is only one phase of you know Billy came on this show two years ago about his twenty year plan and. We're just showing the different muscles we can execute and, and work to push this brand forward because there is such a, a love for this brand. And to, to read comments of uh, guys talking about, like, uh, there's like a 35-year-old guy's like, I sat down with my 70-year-old father who brought me to the NWA in the 80s, and he loved it. But then to see a, a kid who's 15 or 16 love the pacing of the show, like, this is just uh, – we're, we're blown away. We, we, we thought we had something and, and it sticks out that we can now execute. And honestly, in a modern way, a lot of people said, well, why aren't you on television? And it's like saying uh, you want to go to Tower Records and buy a, a, a CD now. The, the market's changing. And the fact that we were able to bring the show to the widest audience possible and be able to potentially expand it to potential TV partners, other promotions, the, the, the format is what's, what's I think, unique and it's our place in the market is to do that show and you know we created it billy paid for all that himself out of his out of his his money he he believed in the vision and the people on that show and you know these are the people that came and we want to expand it and we know people will want to be a part of this because they want that freedom and that environment to be part of building their brands well dave as i said last night on social media congratulations to you on a great job congratulations to billy on his vision most of all congratulations to the talent in the locker room who did a great job on the show last night you can catch nwa power every tuesday night at 605 on youtube and before you leave lagana what else you got for us with the nwa no it's just i think you know that you're going to see a lot more and the great part is the, the show's at 6 o'clock, but immediately, if, if you missed it, it's there. It's how you want to watch it, when you want to watch it. And, you know, this was our pilot, basically, this, this, this run. And now, now that the market's seen it, I think people will 
really enjoy what we're going to do moving forward. And it's what's great is it's adaptable. So I really appreciate your guys, your guys' time. And uh, hopefully one day you guys can come on and cut a promo on the show. Wow. All right. Invite. Yeah. Well, the world's strongest man in the NWA. I like it. Whoa. Uh, anything's possible, right, guys? Anything is possible. <laughs> we got to get those pins, man. No, the pins are uh... – those pins are going to sell out very quickly, and we're going to have an into the fire pin. Just so you know, it's already been oh, done, awesome. so, uh, so it's it's going to be really good. So we appreciate you, you guys. know, Lagreca wants one for free. Lagreca, oh, however, by the way, there was a guy in a Lagreca shirt. I asked him if Lagreca sent it to him for free, so he he paid for it apparently. So sure, oh, this, it always goes did. back to Lagreca and how cheap he is. I I, I love it. Yep. Any opportunity that we get to bury him is, is is good. Dave, thank you very much, and good luck with everything. Keep up the awesome Good work. luck, man. Thanks, Tell guys. Jimmy I said hi. I will. Thank you. You know, Mark, he brought up something interesting about Cornette. Like, Cornette, you know, you either love him or you despise him. And he's yeah. very polarizing in many ways, whether it's political views or wrestling views. I mean, he will go at it with just about anybody on social media. Um, just about anybody. <laughs> yeah. And, and he, it's because he's truly passionate of what he believes pro wrestling should be. And t- it, it really is taking a risk using Jim Cornette. But he really does fit this role perfectly. Does anybody out there know more about the NWA than Jim Cornette? Not not a not a clue. There's nobody How do you that, how do you feel about him as an announcer? As an announcer, there's nobody that knows better than Jimmy Cornette. I mean, you could put him up there. He's a wrestling historian. He's got a library that I I, I would put up against anybody's, including Vince's. Like Stuff that you have archived, information, pamphlets, boards with poster boards, and you name it, Jimmy's got it. I mean, I'm sure that by now he's translated all those reel-to-reels and VHS and beta tapes to digital. At least I hope so. <laughs> but I, I've never seen more stuff than his. When they came on the, the show last night, and, and like uh, once again, folks, if you're listening now and you did not see NWA Power last night, please go on YouTube and check it out. It's worth your while. It's a fun hour watch. It really is, and it's very different. But Cornette comes on the show, and I don't feel like he's reading a script. I don't feel like he's memorizing line. He's just spouting off off the top of his head about the history of the NWA and about what we're going to see moving forward. It felt so real and so organic, and that's why I believe Jimmy Cornette works for the NWA. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Uh, I wanted to go to the phones, but I got to read a tweet. Because the WWE just got a a statement from the referee from the Hell in a Cell match between Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. Referee Rod Zapata just went on record and said this. With Bray motionless and Seth clearly doing whatever it was going to take to win that match, I had to think of the competitor's safety. And at that moment, I did what I thought was best. Your thoughts, Mark? You, you know want to what? repeat it? 
No, no. I, I think that um, I know Rod and Spider, nicknamed Spider. Um, I really do think that he was he was trying to protect Seth Rollins, and in the process, gathering up some of the heat from what happened with that match. And the heat should always go to the heel, not to the referee. And I, I feel bad for him to be put in a spot where he would absorb all of that because you know that everywhere he goes, the fans are like, man, you screwed the match up. And that's not exactly what happened. Well, then what happened? What happened was all the heat got transferred to the ref rather than uh- – to, to, to where it was supposed to go. Exactly, and that's not good, and that's why I'm kind of shocked that creatively they'd let it go in that direction. And I hate this statement. I really do. Because the statement tells me, he says, I had to think of the competitor's safety, and at that moment I did what I thought was best. So Rod Zapata, a referee in the WWE, was thinking about the safety of The Fiend? That's like telling me Dr. Loomis was worried about the safety of Michael Myers. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense to me. A competitor say, listen, if it was a regular match, if it's just a, you know, catches, catch can, mano a mano, regular wrestling match, gotch versus Thez, and then all of a sudden somebody pulled out a sledgehammer, then I could understand him worrying about a competitor's safety. But it's a... Fudging hell in a cell match. Since when do we worry about competitor safety in a hell in a cell match? Isn't the idea to throw safety out the freaking window in a hell in a cell? That's what I thought. I thought that that was exactly what you do in a hell in a cell match is you allow people to go a little bit off kilter. And that's what the fans thought. But that's not what we got. And what we got now is a situation. We're in a situation right now, and the referee is getting the exorbitant amount of the heat. I would have much preferred to see this referee come out and say, I might have made the wrong decision, but I was concerned about Seth Rollins because I saw Seth Rollins going down a road that I knew would be harmful for him. I'm sorry if I screwed it up for the fans, and I'm sorry if I screwed it up for Seth, but I know Seth, and the Seth Rollins that I know wouldn't take a sledgehammer to another man's head. There you go. And you have also fixed the whole situation and it eliminates Bray Wyatt from the equation. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.